But has it ever occurred to you, Wale, that the process that creates this boredom that we see in the world now may very well be a self-perpetuating, unconscious form of brainwashing created by a world totalitarian government based on money, and that all of this is much more dangerous than one thinks? And it's not just a question of individual survival, Wally, but that somebody who's bored is asleep, and somebody who's asleep will not say no? See, I keep meeting these people. I mean... Uh, just a few days ago, I met this man whom I greatly admire. He's a Swedish physicist, Gustav Bjornstrand, and he told me that he no longer watches television, he doesn't read newspapers, and he doesn't read magazines. He's completely cut them out of his life because he really does feel that we're living in some kind of Orwellian nightmare now, and that everything that you hear now contributes to turning you into a robot. And when I was at Findhorn, I met this extraordinary English tree expert, who had devoted his life to saving trees. Just got back from Washington, lobbying to save the redwoods. He's 84 years old. He always travels with a backpack because he never knows where he's going to be tomorrow. And when I met him at Findhorn, he said to me, where are you from? And I said, New York. He said, ah, New York, yes, that's a very interesting place. Do you know a lot of New Yorkers who keep talking about the fact that they want to leave but never do? And I said, oh, yes. And he said, why do you think they don't leave? I gave him different banal theories. He said, oh, I don't think it's that way at all. He said, I think that New York is the new model for the new concentration camp, where the camp has been built by the inmates themselves, and the inmates are the guards, and they have this pride in this thing they've built. They've built their own prison, and so they exist in a state of schizophrenia, where they are both guards and prisoners, and as a result, they no longer have, having been lobotomized, the capacity to leave the prison they've made, or to even see it as a prison. And then he went into his pocket and he took out a seed for a tree and he said, this is a pine tree. He put it in my hand and he said, escape before it's too late. See, actually for two or three years now, Chiquita and I have had this very unpleasant feeling that we really should get out. And we really should feel like Jews in Germany in the late 30s. Get out of here. Of course, the problem is where to go because it seems quite obvious that the whole world is going in the same direction. Wow. Clip from 1981. My goodness. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project. Morning coffee. Hope you got your coffee ready because it's Monday morning. We hit it hit the ground running, running here. It's a little bit late and I apologize for that. I'm Vince Taglavia, your host, live with you every Monday through Friday at 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time to talk about exactly what they were talking about the fake news and the brainwashing and all that but we try to look at it from a perspective where we're not falling victim to the bs so just remember the red pill motto as you watch shows like mine and josh's and everyone else's for that matter anybody and everybody else's i mean including we have to question the own narrative that runs in our in the background of our own heads for pete's sake because who knows what's already snuck in there don't trust anything anybody says, regardless of what uh, what authority they profess or possess, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, be cautious. Do your own research. All this, all these things are very important in this day and age. It just seems 
some days are more dire than others, <clears throat> but it really does seem like things are escalating right into 2024, which is the title of tonight's, uh, this morning's show, rather, escalating into 2024, although I guess it is night for some of you out there, and if that's so, good night, good evening, good morning, hey everybody, thank you, and for those live in the U.S., it's morning still, even on the East Coast, just for a little while, so good morning. Lisa, hey there, how you doing? Good to see you, miss you. And Lisa, I'm finally feeling better. I'm going to do a good, hard workout today. I'll let you know how I feel, but I'm feeling much, much better, everybody. Um, and Lisa has a challenge on the table. She wants to do a 100 sit-ups a day challenge for like a 30 days straight, and we may have to just give that a go. And so maybe January, maybe for New Year's, we'll start that. That would be a fun one. Everybody on New Year's, it's always about those New Year's resolutions. They're always like, I'm doing it this year, going back to the gym. The gym gets all full and crazy, and all the normal gym rats are like, you guys, where were you all year? Where were you when I needed you? And then they disappear like a month later, slowly taper off, but... Don't let that stop you from creating goals and things, folks. They they do work sometimes. It's tough though, man. You got to make lifestyle changes. I tell you. Anyway, I wanted to do this challenge with Lisa a couple weeks ago, but I've just been so uh, still recovering from this sore throat and other bullshit that I couldn't. But I think I'm about ready, Lisa. I'll let you know. Half the world is night says I, I love New Year's resolutions, even though I tend to break them. Yeah, it, it, I know. I hear you. I've been one of those people uh, who's like, all right, let's go to the gym. Yeah, all right, let's go. Actually, I, um, I've done well, and I've carried on for months and months and months from a New Year's starting point. So it's not bad. It's better than not, I suppose, right? Um, but... Um, I kind of like this idea of a challenge. A challenge is different from a resolution, right? What's What even is the definition of resolution? The state of quality of being resolute, firm, determined, determination, a firm decision to do something. So a New Year's decision, I guess we could even call it except it's not just a decision. It's a firm decision. So we call it a resolution. A challenge is better. And let me tell you why, because it's not just you challenging yourself. It is you challenging others. And then there's a little bit of accountability, you know, at the end of the day, when I get a text for, or not even the end of the day, you know, when it's 7am and Lisa texts me, I got my 100 sit-ups in bitch. What are you doing this morning? Still making coffee, but it really makes you move your ass. It gives you that little challenge, you know, and there's a little bit of accountability and uh, play and, and fun there. So Lisa, we're doing it. And if any, maybe we could get more people on board. If you guys want to do a 100 sit-up challenge starting on January 1 with us, you can. Maybe we uh, communicate through the social red pill or something in order to keep track and just be like, all right, I did it. Or fuck, I I can only do 50 today or whatever. What We'll just do it. We'll just do our best. Give it a shot. <laughs> all right, Lisa. Cool. Well, everybody, it's December 18th, 2023, just seven days away from December 25th, and then right into the new year. Holy crap, time flies. <clears throat> time flies when you're in the middle of a PSYOP, I tell you. 
holy crap. We're going to talk a little bit about all the BS news and events that have been happening over the last few days and what's going on. And then we'll move on with our days and we'll watch um, uh, Naturally Inspired Daily right after this. Uh, So stay tuned for that. It's a great show. Hope you guys have been enjoying it. If if you haven't watched it yet, go over to uh, Rumble and you can find the backlog of those episodes. They're timeless. So going back and watching them never hurts. And check out all the other shows too. Did you just make a goat sound? I might have made a goat sound. Yeah, SL. Uh, someone might cut it and put it out there, and it always makes me laugh. Did it? <laughs> uh, I probably did make a goat sound. <laughs> okay, Lisa says uh, do 25 sit ups, 50, 100, just be consistent. All right. Oh, it looks like Nate wants to play, but Nate's going to drink water. Nate, do it. Drink that water, man. And those electrolytes. Heck yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Very good one. A very important one. All right. Well, let's talk about this. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe it. And I'm just going to briefly mention one story that I don't plan on covering anymore. I don't plan on showing images. I don't plan on going on a rant. But there was somebody fired from our government for having sex inside a sacred room. And I was just blown away by this story that unfolded over the weekend. It's just more. I don't know if this was planned, if this is some kind of blackmail scheme or what. But it's just degeneracy at its height. And I think... uh, a. It's just, I'm kind of speechless over it. It's, I think it's very a hot topic. I think it really gets people going, which I don't think is what we need. I think we need to come together, but we can't ignore these things at the same time. It's crazy. If you don't know what I'm talking about, get, you gotta get on Twitter and, and look around. You'll, you'll run into it and you'll be disgusted. Um, <clears throat> it's essentially pornography. So I don't really care to talk about it. I don't care if it's, you know, this this gender's pornography or another gender's pornography, this is not the show for that. Uh, yeah, so not interested. That's yeah, just crazy. Anyway, let's talk a little bit about health, then we'll get into the rest of what's going on around the world and in our country. All right. <clears throat> okay, first I want to address the comment by Nate. I don't think I'm sick. I just have a bad headache. If you still have a headache, Nate, I'm sorry. Those can be dreadful. Um, Try to determine if it's like a dehydration thing or if it's maybe a tension headache from some kind of muscles. I get those more often than anything. And um, not very often, but when I do get headaches, it's usually tension in my neck or tension in my muscles here. And... um, what helps me is mobilization and stretching and uh, all this kind of thing. So making sure I've got my full mobility. Maybe it's your shoulders too. Make sure you get your full mobility. There's different exercises you could look up and get that all stretched out. Maybe take a warm seltzer bath or what do they call it? The uh, they, You put the salt in the bath, uh, salt bath. I don't know, whatever they call it. Seltzer bath. And that's not it. Anyway, I don't think that is. Um, That'll help loosen up and warm up your muscles. You've got your Tiger Balm on hand. I know that. 
maybe that'll help or maybe it's dehydration or something man but get well soon i feel for you that's the worst hope you all are healthy man <clears throat> this world is uh falling apart and health is the one that really gets me going because that's all we've got that's all we've got but it's always under attack here we have an article by the federalist.com let's see what's going on senate democrats block bill to allow whole milk in school lunch programs god forbid you have anything close to good milk out of school they're not even talking about um non-processed milk this is still not great milk but i don't know man they're blocking it milk but i bet if you had like um a whole milk chocolate milk or a whole milk strawberry milk, they'd be all about it. Oh, yeah, that's great. Give it to the kids. Chocolate goodness. Maybe Republicans should have slipped the milk measure into the NDAA just as they did with the reauthorization of warrantless surveillance. Huh. Senate Democrats blocked an opportunity to vote this week on legislation allowing schools enrolled in the National School Lunch Program to serve whole milk. Isn't this the corrupt program that Michelle Obama botched and got in there? Mm, no one's surprised. On Thursday, Democrat Chairwoman of the Senate Agriculture Committee, Debbie Stabenow, refused to allow lawmakers a vote on the Whole Milk for Healthy Kids Act, which passed the House Wednesday. The legislation amends the Richard Russell National School Lunch Act to allow schools with federally subsidized lunch programs to offer whole milk alongside low-fat varieties. If I had to make a choice between low-fat milk and whole milk, even if it is processed garbage either way, I would go with whole milk. But then you really what's the best is raw milk. That's all the big hype nowadays, and gosh, the feds will kick your door down if you have a little bit of unprocessed milk. That's such a great product, I think it seems, at least. <laughs> but wow, even whole milk, no. They still are pushing this like fake news that, oh, you want to have a low-fat low diet, and you want to follow this food this food pyramid and we make it a pyramid because we're the Illuminati and we want you very sick and unhealthy and we want to shove the symbolism in your face. It says here, quote, access to healthy and nutritious whole milk should not be controversial, said Kansas Republican Senator Roger Marshall. I was heartened to see the overwhelming bipartisan support for our bill last night in the House. With this momentum, we thought we had a real opportunity to come together and get a bipartisan win in the Senate to close out the year. You know, and it always seems like, oh, maybe this is a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing that uh, they want whole milk there. But I think both options are pretty shitty. I'm curious. What is the state of school lunches nowadays? Hmm? What is the state of school lunches nowadays? Always has been horrible. I wonder. It's probably just absolutely devastating. I've heard stories here and there over the years. Let's see. I want to see if you any we have any comments here on this milk situation. Sloopski, so gross. No salt in foods either. That's also gross. Yeah, and then when they do put salt in there, they use this purified, disgusting, pure salt without any of the minerals and stuff. Do you know? 
when they make this iodized salt, they I think they um my understanding is they get this perfectly good they get this perfectly good start to making it a great quality sea salt, and then they keep all of the minerals out and they start scooping out the pure salt before the rest of it crystallizes. And there you go. Then they add a little bit of aluminum to make sure it's nice and slippy and slidey and that it goes in the shaker really well. And there's your table salt at Denny's. There's your table salt, hopefully not at home, but there's your, your slippy, slidey table salt. It's contaminated and pure and it'll raise your blood pressure nice and high. All this good stuff. It's not like the Celtic salt, and it's not like the sea salt. I tell you, it's garbage. Black Jester says, "Yes, it is." Good morning, summer. <sighs> yeah, no salt. You want to cut your salt because, well, studies show it raises your blood pressure. There's so much disinformation out there, and across every domain. You know, I like to talk about health because I feel like it's something we should all be focused on. Uh, considering we're under attack uh, from every angle, including this, and there's disinformation, and at every angle, including this, you've got health, you've got science is even corrupt and destroyed, you've got politics, which it's always been that way, and more people are aware of that. Uh, you've got the social aspect and the brainwashing and the wars and everything, man. Everything is just horrible. This person, uh, Nightenbach. My kids don't eat school lunches. I'm in control of what they eat so they don't have a sh any shitty school lunches. Wonderful. That's good. Epsom salts. Thank you, Forrest. That's what it is. Yeah. My mom used to work for the school. They have to get rid of the milk the same day that they give it to the kids. That's probably because, like, see, I wonder about stories like this that I just read about the milk, like, Republicans want milk. The Democrats shot it down. It's probably because like some Republicans got a deal from a milk company and some donations and they're like, all right, we'll get your, we'll do our best to get your milk in the schools. Uh, thank you for your contribution to my campaign, sir. You know, it always comes down to who's giving them the damn money, right? Let's not fool ourselves. And I'm just speculating here, but I wouldn't probably be wrong in this world of wonderland. I'd put money on that. God only knows what's in that cafeteria food. Yeah, well, it's processed garbage. That's what it is. Chemicals, processed foods, garbage. It's absolutely horrible. All right, this was a creepy story. Nobel, Nobel Prize winner is seeking to cure cancer. That sounds good at face value until you read the rest of the headline. With mRNA technology. Zero Hedge reported this. Oh, good God. This is creepy. Nobel Prize winner Dr. Drew Wiseman talked recently about using mRNA technology to prevent the development of cancers among vulnerable people. This is funny. I mean, they used mRNA technology to boost cancer. Why can't they use it to de-boost cancer? I'm, I don't know. That's just me. I, you know, I think that's the case. Dr. Wiseman suggested using mRNA vaccines to prevent cancers during his Nobel Prize lecture on December 7th. Quote, the idea here is that you treat people before they develop cancer. Of course. Of course. 
this is a preventative cancer treatment. We need to treat everybody. You don't want cancer, do you? Uh, pharmaceuticals are, pharmaceutical companies are losing money. They're hemorrhaging. This will save their asses. That's why you see it. And of course, before you develop cancer, you need this special mRNA jab. Dr. Wiseman won the Nobel Prize for Medicine this year, along with Dr. Catalin Carrico, for developing a method to prevent the immune system from launching inflammatory attacks when lab-made mRNA is injected into the body, thus enabling a therapeutic use of the medical technology. Wow. So they're reducing the imminent cyto... Uh, what do they call it? The, uh, the storm. The storm of, of your immune system whatever they call it. Gosh, I don't know. I'm having a brain fart, you guys. I'm running low on sleep today, obviously, but wow. So they are preventing this response from mRNA that creates an inflammatory attack against exactly what the mRNA is supposed to do. Help your body create spike proteins. Uh, your immune system fights those things off and gets distracted, leaving the rest of your body vulnerable to other disease. Well, they've you know been able to prevent that from happening, which isn't good, by the way. Your immune system is supposed to attack these things. Your immune system is supposed to respond to foreign objects inside of your blood and inside your tissues. So, yeah, we'll just block that. Let's just block that. Oh, problem solved. No inflammation. Turbo cancer? Ah, it's coincidence. That's why we're coming up with this other jab. Wow. This allowed for the rapid development of mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. Dr. Wiseman and his team at the University of Pennsylvania are now focusing on using mRNA technology to treat cancer. A vaccine under development by the team teaches the body to identify and fight tumor cells. Oh my gosh. The vaccine is aimed at people who have a genetic mutation which raises their risk of cancer. A genetic mutation. I think that the the whole study of genes and all this is incredibly in its infancy. And that uh, I think there have been developments with epigenetics and understanding that our genes do change based on our environment and what we do to our bodies and what we eat and all this stuff and how we move and or how we don't. But I think that this whole idea of this constant narrative of it's genetic it's just genetic you're gonna have to take our medicine is bullshit and i've seen it happen with a lot of jabbed people famous people comedians you name it these people take jabs and then oh i have a blood disease all of a sudden but it's not the jab it's not the jab the doctor said that it was genetic it's genetic my my my, my father had the same genetic markers Oh, yeah, he ate the same shitty diet, and he was pretty sedentary and didn't move, and he had heart disease, but but it's genetic. So you're telling me if you didn't start exercising and walking a little bit every day and doing some resistance training and eating pure, healthy, delicious, nutritious foods, that these genetic markers wouldn't possibly little let me switch up a little bit? I think they would. I think they would. It's a big scam. That's just my opinion. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a professional. This is just I listen to smart people and I put my best, my best, uh, I do my best at putting it together. Let me know what you guys think because I'm open. I'm open to ideas here. All right. I'm trying to learn. You're trying to learn. Maybe you have more figured out. Maybe I do. Let's just uh, maybe put our heads together and maybe we could all be in a little bit of a better place by the end of this show. 
but absolutely horrible. I think this is just a big scam. It's a horrible idea, and I think it'll lead to more problems than solutions. Here's the thing. If you really wanted to cure cancer, you're going to look at the root cause of what's causing cancer, not let's find the perfect treatment for all this cancer that's coming about. And, and we're going to give it to everybody before they give cancer, get cancer. No. How about what's the root cause of the cancer? Let's tack it there. Oh, wait, you can't sell drugs to treat that? Wait, you mean I could prevent cancer from, from reducing toxins in my environment and et cetera and this and that and this and that that doesn't involve pharmaceutical companies and is not ideal? Oh, bummer. Cancer's a bitch. Real bitch. <laughs> All right, y'all. Just checking the comments real quick. We're gonna we're gonna move on. That's all I want to talk about for health for today. If you have any health articles that you want to talk about and look into deeper, send them to me on on x.com or on social red pill and and I'll check them out. Lots of good health health stuff out there. Hello, Fig. Good morning. They made it genetic, Fig said. Ooh, a good one. Ooh. We've got escalations, folks. As I said, escalating into 2024, things are getting worse and worse day by day. And I think we all had that feeling kind of like the liberals did the day that Donald Trump got elected of just doom. But uh, I think they were a little bit misguided in their doom, their doom feeling. Uh, I got that same feeling um, when the election was stolen from Trump. And um, I didn't fall to my knees and cry and yell. <laughs> I just sat down and talked with a lot of you and objectively looked at everything and uh, carried on with, with our lives, unfortunately, uh, trying to expose everything, which we have, but... Hold on one moment, please. I've got to enter with me. Please stand by. Please stand by. Just one moment. Please stand by. Thank you. Thank you. I apologize for the interruption. Uh, things are getting progressively worse worldwide. We've got wars, escalating wars. We've got cyber attacks. We've got all kinds of things. And we still have all of 2024 ahead of us. It's quite concerning. I'm not going to lie. I really am not going to pretend like everything's fine. No, you know, this could be really bad. <sighs> but let's look at some, some more stuff here. Uh, a U.S. Navy, uh, apparently the U.S. Navy stationed an aircraft carrier outside of, uh, the off the coast of Yemen. <sighs> so, U.S. Navy, Yemen, let's look if we can find an article, because this was just a, yeah, so here we go. Uh, U.S. Navy fights off barrage of 14 drones in the Red Sea fired from Yemen as global trade problem. Dot, 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 dot. 14 drones shot down. Oh. And then, of course, uh, earlier this month, we had attacks on Navy ships and all this stuff. Drew a lot of drones being shot down. Yemen's an interesting player in all of this um gosh we've got the biden administration removing the reconciliation monument in arlington today 
Hodge Twins came onto X.com and they said this quote, Every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street building has been renamed. Every date has been altered. And the process is continuing day by day and minute by minute. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless except an endless present in which the party is always right. That's from 1984, I do believe. The Reconciliation Monument was built 109 years ago to honor post-Civil War reconciliation and national unity. And it is getting removed. Just another piece of history being destroyed by the radical left out there. Sad day, sad day. Unbelievable. All right. Biden got in a little fender bender. Actually, not Biden himself. It was just a vehicle in his motorcade got in a little fender bender last night. Matt Wallace posted an uh, article on it, or uh, X, X post, whatever, whatever they call it. Uh, a photo has been released of the man who allegedly rammed into Joe Biden's motorcade moments ago in Delaware. Just looks like an innocent, confused dude in his car being talked to by the police. Who knows? Video obtained by Fox News. Here's Joe Biden walking out. Hold on a second. Um, let me share my audio. So after the accident, this is um, so there was just a little fender bender or a little, you know, the little bumper damage from this guy running into Biden's motorcade. Biden leaves and he's getting into his vehicle. But like this could be a potential setup for an assassination. This could be a lot of things, right? You'd think there'd be a little bit different actions going on here, but this is what we get. Mr. President, why are you losing to Trump in the polls? Wrong polls, really? Oh, is that the moment that it happened? They got right on that vehicle, didn't they? So I apologize. I thought he was walking out after the event, but he's just casually walking out prior to the event. Not a lot of security around him at all. He needs his handler was not leading him quickly to his vehicle. I mean, they're just like, go ahead, Joe, walk out into the open. You know, it seems like. And we've heard the theory. They don't want Joe there. As a matter of fact, he's probably more of a liability than anything. They need to get him out of the picture. It's just one theory out there. Oh, gosh, wild. Absolutely wild. <clears throat> <laughs> I love the question of why are you doing so terribly in the polls? He's like, you're looking at the wrong polls. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, 
FBI agent who helped launch the Trump Russia hoax has been sentenced to over four years in prison for supplying information to a Russian oligarch. We've talked about this before. They accused Trump of something, but really they are the ones they're just projecting. They're the ones <laughs> guilty of the exact crimes they're blaming Trump for. Good God, the corruption runs so deep. Oh, we've got the World Economic Forum out here demanding $3.5 trillion per year to decarbonize the planet, reach net zero, and restore nature. Good God, these people are sick, man. Uh, Blacklisted News writes, The creepy anti-humans who run the World Economic Forum have decided that we must do more to save Gaia. According to a new white paper published Wednesday by the Davos Outfit in partnership with McKinsey and Company, it's time, to, it's time to print more money to further devalue the wealth of the common man in order to pursue the apparent noble goal of decarbonization. The world needs up to $3.5 trillion of additional investments each year to reach net zero and restore nature, the report highlights state. Oh. Adding that an organization spun up by the World Economic Forum called Giving to Amplify Earth Action, G-A-E-A, which is Gaia, is determined to shake down the relevant parties for money. According to the white paper, which is creepily titled The Role of Public-Private Philanthropy, Philanthropic partnerships in driving climate and nature transitions. Ugh. Private organizations should surrender their autonomy to governments in exchange for an endless amount of credit and a backstop of protection should their business fail in the open market. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we're here to help. Yeah, you're right. Giving to Amplify Earth Action, Gaia. No. Really? These people, man, they've take anything that's sacred and they shit all over it. It's kind of their thing. All right. I've got Elon Musk talking about this. Their, their website's not loading. That's weird. Elon Musk. Climate alarm is exaggerated and I don't think we should demonize oil and gas. As the quote is, I don't think we should demonize oil and gas that Elon Musk said. Which is good. I like to hear that. I think he's um, halfway on the right track, but you know he plays ball with he plays ball with the globalists. Certainly, um, all right. Let's see what story here. We got a little. Is this uh, AI? Nope. This is aliens. Maybe maybe AI or just non-human intelligence, whatever that is. Uh, let's. Let's watch this little clip from News Nation. This alien stuff comes up time and time again. We saw Tucker, now this. I think it's about time that we do disclose that we, we are in contact with non-human intelligence. That, that's what needs to be put out there in the public. It's about time. Yeah. The alien story is very interesting. And you know what? I trip out because... One of the things that a lot of people talk about when it comes to the alien narrative is people just aren't ready. You know, a lot of people couldn't handle the truth. 
truth being that we were in communication with aliens and have made agreements and possibly some ones that are very immoral uh, at face value and maybe they are immoral in totality. Uh, people couldn't handle it. They'd go nuts. Do you think that um, people are getting in? Like, do you think we're going into a better scenario? Like, do you think we're becoming more equipped to handle such a situation? Not we. I think that we'd handle it pretty well because we pretty much can assume what kind of truth this is probably or could potentially be. But just your average person, do you think they're getting better in the position to move forward? Or do you think they're getting further from that? Yeah, I think it's getting further away. I think it's part of this escalation in 2024. It's we're not getting in a better position, so that's unfortunate. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, man. They'll probably just keep it in the dark as long as they can. I don't know that Elon is trustworthy, but I do like he made Twitter better. Half the world is nice, says. Yeah, I'm. You know, I think he does good things and he does bad things. I think he says great things and I think he says things I disagree with. And that's it. And that's that. The public has been very aware since the X Files TV show. True to some extent. All right. All right. Let's listen to uh, Tucker talking truth here. I, you know, I've been really enjoying Tucker's content and what he has to say. I, I generally agree with. I think he's a good guy. I think he has great contacts. I think he has great sources. And um, let's see what he has to say. This case, it seems irresolvable. So you have, you know, basically every power center in the country will do anything to prevent Trump from winning anything. I mean, that's the most important thing to them is to keep Trump from becoming president again. Now, why is that is a whole separate and very interesting conversation, but that's just a fact, okay? And these are the same people who are lecturing us about democracy. We're saving democracy. Democracy dies in darkness. Democracy is the most important thing. You heard that creepy defense contractor say what we're really doing is preserving democracy. We're not just like selling weapons. We're preserving democracy, right. it, which was a nauseating clip. And I and I hope on some level he's punished for that. But um, anyway, so but then at the same time, you have Trump like is leading leading the race in, in every nonpartisan or li all the liberal polls are showing him leading the race, beating Joe Biden in the in the battleground states. So. So, like, they can't let him win, but if they don't let him win, then it's just super obvious that all this democracy stuff was fraudulent and that it's not a democracy, it's an oligarchy run by the richest people, that Bernie Sanders, back when he was a free man, was telling the truth. And so at that point, like, the veil's off. We can't pretend anymore. Like, when they killed Kennedy, which they did, um, they could kind of pretend, like, everything's fine. But after this election, there's no pretending everything's fine. Everyone will know. And it is a little bit like you get kidnapped, you get thrown in the back of the car, and all of a sudden the kidnapper turns around and lowers his mask and you see his face. And that's not a good thing. Because once you see his face, he has to kill you. Because you know who he is. He can't let you go then, okay? So you sort of want the kidnapper to keep his mask on because the pretense allows him the freedom to let you go in the end, to pretend everything's fine. But they've showed us who they are with such unmistakable clarity that I, I you know, I do, kind of don't know how we get along after this election unless they decelerate and, and, just, and just do what they should do, which is like, look, we don't like Trump. Here's why. 
We don't think he's good for the country. Here's why. We think Joe Biden's great. Here's why. America, make your choice. But I don't think they are going to do that. They're morally obligated to do that, but they won't. And it's incumbent on them to do that. Stop charging him with bullshit crimes that your own people skate on. Like, that's the truth. Stop that. Just let the election happen. Let's have a free and fair election for the first time in a while since 2016. And if we if they allowed that to happen, I think the country would get better. And then if Trump is a crappy president, okay, we survived it the first time. He's not very radical, actually. He's pretty moderate. We'll be fine. But I don't think, I think they're too hysterical to allow that to happen. And so I'm very, wor- very worried about it. Oof. Yeah, I, you know what? I mean, that just echoes how I feel. And I think many of you probably feel the same way. Summer says likely before 2016. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think there was a little bit of a lot of bit of uh, fuckery with that election. Uh, but Trump pulled through. And I think that, you know, the theory out there. Um, our elections have probably been rigged for much longer than we think. Yeah, most of them probably are. Tucker must have a serious, serious security detail. Oh, yeah, you bet. Um, We've got the border wide open today, apparently. Uh, Let's take a quick look at this. I mean, wider than normal. Uh, Rep. Tony Gonzalez tweeted yesterday. He said, tomorrow morning, rail operators at bridges in Eagle Pass and El Paso will be suspended. Our entire southern border is being dismantled by the cartels, while mass migrant caravans pull CBP personnel off the front lines. Multiple border patrol checkpoints have been shut down, allowing contraband and criminals to flow in without resistance. And... Trade is slowly coming to a standoff, and our law enforcement officers are exhausted ahead of a demoralizing holiday season that will keep them working overtime. If there was ever a time to sound the alarm, this would be it. For the sake of our national security, Washington must put politics aside and deliver on policy solutions that fix this border crisis once and for all. Yeah, that's not going to happen, is it? Wow, so all... Checkpoints along the border are abandoned today. That is nuts. Apparently, um, this isn't just the U.S. borders. Jordan came out and said that they've foiled attempts. They foiled an attempt to smuggle large amounts of drugs and weapons during clashes with smugglers crossing, crossing the border with Syria. So they've got their issues, too. I mean, all these countries are having probably terrorists go from country to country and uh, criminals and whatnot. Also, there was a report of explosives found on the Mexico side of the border, like mines, and that there's mines on the border. Uh, Hello. What the hell, man? Here we go. U.S. officials warn border agents about explosive devices. U.S. officials are warning the border agents about explosive devices. You'd think it would be that border age, border patrol agents warning U.S. officials about them, but how did the U.S. officials figure this out? Isn't that suspicious? U.S. officials are warning agents to watch out for IEDs. 
improvised explosive devices. Uh, this now according to an internal memo obtained by Fox Business says the Mexican military seized 10 explosives at the border. The memo reads in part, quote, agents should ex exercise extreme caution and should report any possible armed subjects approaching the border with possible explosive devices. And Horrible. Not cool, man. All right. Oh, infrastructure, <clears throat> supply chain chaos. Natural News published this article. Key global electrical products supplier announces a 20-week delay in many components. We've seen a lot of uh, infrastructure stuff as far as uh, supply chain issues with products and things for many, many companies. Remember, the plastics industry had a huge problem over the last few years and many more. The world's second largest manufacturer of electrical components has announced a 20-week delay of engineered-to-order components. Schneider Electric produces electrical products that are absolutely critical for daily life. Things like electrical infrastructure, industrial automation, programmable logic controllers, and so much more rely on parts made by Schneider Electric. Without them, the world as we currently know it will cease to exist. Not good. We had a massive explosion, explosion in the Guinea capital, Conakry. It was a fuel depot and dozens of people injured. <clears throat> is this real? So Mario Knopfel posted this. He said that Israeli hackers shut down 70% of Iran's gas stations. Israeli hackers shut down 70% of Israeli gas stations. Uh, fake news is reporting it. This seems to be what the what they're running with. This is the narrative today. Uh, India Times also reported it, uh, and Time reported it. We, who else? Uh, the Associated Press. Yeah, the Associated Press reported it. A suspected cyber attack paralyzes the majority of gas stations across Iran. Tehran, Iran, nearly 70% of Iran's gas stations went out of service Monday following a possible sabotage, a reference to cyber attacks, Iranian state TV reported. Um, I guess what they're saying in these articles is that it's suspected to be Israel. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Who knows what's going on, you guys? These cyber attacks, it's hard to know who's doing what, but this is not, not good. This is, I mean, this is not good. Not this isn't not not good. This is not good. These cyber attacks and this escalation, these escalations are just terrifying and can be devastating. Can you imagine 70% of the gas stations in the United States becoming inactive just one morning? Oh, sorry, cyber attack. It's the Russians or it's Xi or it's North Korea. They've got great hackers. I don't know. Well, whoever they say it is. Could you imagine 70% of this stuff being down? Mm -mm. That means probably by either that day or the next day, 70% of people will not be making it to work. Right? Yeah. Wow. These are crazy actions that are happening. 
We've got Alex Jones predicting a catastrophic cyber attack. He's putting the pieces together just like we are. It seems like it's definitely on the table. There was a fire at a refinery in Iran as well. Holy moly. Sam Altman explaining that uh, people are getting more and more worried about the advancements of AI as we come upon these these, uh, progressions with AI. Very concerning there as well. We had a uh, Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale International Airport was evacuated the other day. Unspecified incident. We don't know. Just wild, you guys, and so much more news. So much more news. I'm not going to be able to get to. I'm going to uh, get going here. I know y'all have a lot to do today as well, but uh, stay salty. Keep your head on a swivel. Prepare for the worst. Hope for the best. Half the world is night off grid seems like a better idea by the day. Yeah, seriously. I wish I could move out into the sticks sooner than later, but unfortunately I just can't. But um Yep. Definitely get ready, you guys. This is just there's so much um written on the wall here. So just prepare for it. Prepare for anything, hope for the best, and maybe we'll get through this unscathed. That's the hope. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed today's show. I'll see you later. Please enjoy Naturally Inspired coming up next. And I'll see you tonight at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time for The Daily Dose, hosted by Josh Reed. Take care, God bless, and God speed. Try and bend the spoon. That's impossible. Only try to realize the truth. What truth? There is no spoon.